welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. I, uh, just apart from greeting you, just want to share a short word this morning relative to where things are and uh, uh, being able to hear what God is saying to us and doing uh, and it's so imperative at the time we're living in. Uh, these are rapidly changing times. Um, things are happening that have never happened before and uh, it's affecting the world. It's not just affecting us. Here in Northern Ireland it's affecting the world and we need to be sensitive to, the, to that. We need to be aware that uh, you can't just go on as a Christian uh, and having church the way we're used to. Uh, there is a confrontation that's coming, that's already began to come against the church. There's a conflict going to take place. And uh, the church it was never designed to, to duck a conflict. I'm reminded that God has faithfully declared that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. We need to know who we are. And, and let me just simply make this statement with meaning when I say, I'm not the church, nor are you, but together we are. And that should tell all of us something of great importance. It is important how we relate to each other. It's important how we love one another. It's important that we deal with the enemy that wants to divide us and criticize and pull us down, even though we might stand back and say, that's right. We've all got enough accusers from the devil pointing his fingers at us all the time. But when we can stand up and we can allow the love of God to flow from us to our brothers and sisters, in spite of, then we're demonstrating something of our awesome God who so loved the world when we didn't even know we were lost in, in our trespasses and dead in our trespasses and sins. That's what we're called to. That's why we're here today. That's why we're, God willing, here last Sunday. We're here for a twofold purpose, to, to worship the Lord, to enthrone God with our praises, our adoration, not just singing songs, not just following the leader, but from our spirit man, everything that we speak out, though it may be on the wall there, we are worshiping God. It means something. We're releasing something to the Lord. Not just singing. Not just carrying something through. And that's one of the awesome things that we have. Secondly to that, we are privileged to be joined together. Because God builds a house, not man. I don't know how I got here. I could go back over a long journey, but maybe you could say the same. I don't know how I got here, but I want to tell you this. God knows. And God's got a plan for your life and mine. Though at times we kick against it and we, we, we think, oh, I must have missed it here, I must have missed it there, or, and probably you did. That doesn't mean to say that God didn't have you in the right place. You missed it, not him. God has us built together the house of the Lord. Hear that. God has us built together. Every local church is an expression of the local house of the Lord. 
and that is established by the saints. And we're in this place today. As I said, we're we're living in times that uh, are unprecedented. Some of the things that happen. Look at the virus, for instance. And not only that, nations fighting nations, but it's right throughout the world. We're living in perilous times, but we're living in end day times. And that's not scary. You can't go on reading the Bible, seeing what it says, and thinking it's never going to happen. It's going to happen. I thank God for, for, for the fact that this word is faithful and true, and it works. But I want to just draw our time, our attention briefly to a few things. Let me turn you to, firstly to um, Luke 21, because in, in Luke 21, it's not, it's not the only place, Luke 21, if you get, oh you've got it, Luke 21, and uh, we're going to, uh, let's read through from up to verse 28, Ryan, if we may. There will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. Now this is biblical, this is God speaking. This is going to take place, it started to take place. Men's hearts failing them not from some terrible person or thing that's presently taking place, but for the fear, just for the fear of it. Hearing the things that are going to happen is going to play upon some people in such a measure that it's going to virtually destroy them. I want to tell you, we have to have peace with God to be able to have peace in our lives, in our hearts, our circumstances. We need to know it is well with us and that God is in control of our lives because we've yielded our lives to him and our ways to him. And that we are therefore kept by his power. Praise God. Conflict's going to come and it's going to increase. I'm talking about spiritual conflict. I mean, we've already entered in, 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 in today's uh, uh, as the body of Christ. One of the great strategies of the enemy is to shut the church down right now. Close it down. And it's been attempted to be done on a basis of legitimacy. You see, you mustn't get together because you've got this virus. I have no virus. I am virus exempt. Tell you the virus touches me and it dies. You better get a faith statement going. You better not just let it come out and think funny in your head. You better get a faith statement going. I'm going to talk about faith in a little while. Because if ever there's a day that we've had to start operating in faith, it's today. I want to tell you the key to your life and mine as a believer and, and fulfilling the will of God and, and, and embracing the benefits of all of the promises of God is getting hold of this one thing. Faith. Faith. Not feeling, faith. Did you hear me? Not emotions, faith. Faith, F-A-I-T-H. Not an opinion, faith. Not that that's not logical, faith. 
I want to tell you 98% of the Christian population think the directions of God with their head and not by the word. We walk by faith. We live by faith. No other way. Your intellect is not going to help you. But your faith in this word is going to win every time. Faith. Faith. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would never perish but have everlasting life. What does that mean to the intelligent hearer? Faith to believe it. Because only then can I receive it. I believe it. Praise God, I believe it. I remember when I first gave my heart to the Lord and I knelt down in that car on my knees and said to the Lord, forgive me for coming to my life as my Savior and my Lord. I didn't know anything about the Scriptures. I didn't read the Bible then. And, and when I went down there, I just asked the Lord to forgive me within, I don't know, 30 seconds or whatever. I was back up on my seat. The deal was done, and I knew I was changed. Do you know what it was? Faith. I simply believed that what happened there, what I'd given to God, he had received it, and I had received back from him his promise. Faith. Did you hear me? Faith. It's not an examination. It's an acceptance of the word of God. Faith. Without faith, listen to me. It's impossible. To what? To what? Without faith. Stop determining your journey through any circumstance, situation, period of time or whatever according to this. We walk by faith and not by sight. Where does faith come? How do we get faith? Faith comes by hearing. And how does hearing work? It hears the word of God. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you're not reading your Bible, you cannot hear God. I don't mean that you read, you, I've read my chapter. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about listening to God. Not quoting me the scripture, listening to God. Where that word of God has become part of your physical, mental, spiritual makeup. We're talking bottom line today. We're living in these sort of perilous days, church. And that's not scaremongering, that's not at all. You don't need me to tell you, it's all around everybody. It's by faith that we call it a function. You know, I don't know if, if I've ever told you or you've heard me say it or heard anyone else say it, but for me this is a truth. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through it. I'm heaven bound. I'm heaven bound. This is just a journey I have necessary to take. But I'm heaven bound. 
I'm heaven bound, why? Because I'm a human being? No, because I'm a human being that's been made alive by the Spirit of the Lord and God through Christ by His Spirit lives in me today. Hallelujah. I'm heaven bound. Thank you, Lord. And church, we've got to get hold of that. You know, we've all already tasted something of the change in the wind that's covering the globe. It's an obvious change. There's a rising up of leaders to take authority and control when it wasn't given them to do it. Nations are having an undercurrent develop with inside of themselves and who knows where those undercurrents are going to go to in the various nations and ultimately in the planet. We're living in the sort of days that when Matthew 24 warns us off to be diligent of the days in which we're living, to take notice and cognizance of those things and challenge them with the word. It's the only way that we can be able and effective for God. I don't know about you, but I'm not just here to somehow make it through until Jesus comes or com comes to pick me up or collect me or whatever. I'm here to be an instrument in his hand for his glory. We were all called to be his shepherds, his instruments, all of us. And so what does that mean? That means when the, the, the devil starts to raise his standard, that means when local governments who we are called to honor and respect in the nations start to place things upon us that are not pleasing to God, that we carry on following them, that's when we divert from them and follow God. You might say, but pastor, isn't that rebellion? No, that's not rebellion. We need to explain to them why it's not going to happen. We're living in challenging days, church. I would be failing you as pastor if I didn't make you aware of the days in which we're living. You know of them. You know of them by the media. You know of them by talk. But hopefully yet, you don't know of them by circumstance and experience. But these are the steps of the evil one who's come by stealth to come and take the nations and to steal the church. And by stealth he's doing it. He's getting people to, to accept things little by little. Oh well, what's wrong with that? That's nothing wrong with that. And they don't think it through. They don't measure it against the word. Yes, uh, I put a couple of thoughts down here that um, I want to say very strongly. BCC is not a fear-based church. I'm going to say it again. BCC is not a fear-based church. We don't get afraid. We don't back off. We don't hear something and then we get paralyzed with fear and we start talking about it to everybody. BCC is not that sort of a church. It's a faith-based church. Faith is our very foundation of existence. Faith in a living God. Faith in a real Savior. 
We have faith according to this word. And faith only comes through this word. Faith doesn't come to you because you think some stuff through. Faith is this word in action in your life and mine. It's not you thinking you should do this or the other. What you should be doing is what this word says. And that's what I should be doing. But how will I be able to know what to do if I don't know it? If I don't read it? And that's where the enemy is sneaking in on the church, the body of Christ. And of course the governments, well bless them, they don't know better. And where there are Christians, I suppose they're being subjugated. Christians in government places, they're being subjugated so they really can't get their voice raised to what do what they do. But I know personally that there is much that they do do. But we need so much done. There's so much good work that goes on in Westminster. By the church. By Christians in positions that God has opened them up to that they can be his instrument on behalf of the Christian church today. So again, BCC is a faith-based church, not fear-based. We have a faith in God and his word. I'm going to say it again. doesn't matter what comes against you or me. First point is, we have faith in God and his word. So because of God, we have this word. So we go to this word, not to this. We go to this word to see what God has to say about this, if we don't already know. Faith is in God is what we're called to. The, the word of God is our foundation for living. Without this word, I would never be saved. Without the information that this word has given me and is given me still, I would never have been able to grow in grace and in the purpose of God. Never. I'd be left to my own devices to somehow try and do what I thought was a good thing, but it would come out of the, out of the um, emotion of the man to do good rather than be led by the Spirit of God as to how to do what, to what end. So as I said, faith in God is our foundation. That means faith is always there. Faith is always there. Not fear. I heard some voices raised. I don't know. It was in a church setting of fear. In this house, it concerned me. It concerned me. You have no need to fear. God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Could you hear me? What did He say? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Do you believe that? Do you believe that to the degree that you acted out? I will never leave you nor forsake you, says the Lord. Do you believe the scripture that the angel of the Lord of hosts is encamped around about those that love and fear the Lord? Do you believe that? Are you camped there with the confidence that knowing you are oh so well secured by God's purpose and plan? When you have a revelation of this truth, how can fear get in? It's simply a snare. 
I'm talking about something which I believe we're going to have more and more need to pay attention to as time goes on. The enemy's tool, the enemy's weapon is fear. And do you know about fear? Fear has torment. You can't be afraid without having torment. I want to tell you the Bible says God in through Christ has freely given us all things. Scripture says a thousand shall fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Is that your confession? Is that from your spirit man or just to suit the occasion of your, which you're talking to somebody? We better get hold of the promises of God and start living in them and walking in them, embracing them, kept by the power of God. Hallelujah. Are you kept by the power of God? Round about you and underneath you are his everlasting arms. Are you aware of it? My Lord and my God. Thousands shall fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. You can't handle what I've just said with that. Because it will make sense to your logic. But that's not how it will work. It will not work through your logic. It will work only through faith. Because it's faith that enables you to stand. Expand your chest, as it were, before whatever excruciating circumstance is about to hit you. Faith. The minute you let go of faith and you enter into conflict because your mind starts its work. Fear grips you. I hadn't planned to go this way, but I know this is God talking to us. I know this is God talking to us. It's not a matter of being a nice Christian church. It's, it's a matter of believing this word enough to live by it. I will not leave you nor forsake you. The angel of the Lord of hosts is encamped around about me to keep me and to deliver me from the snare of the fowler. I don't know how many times a day that will go out of my mouth and I'm thankful to God for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fear hath torment. I don't want any torment. I don't want to be afraid. It's easy to be afraid. But when we are those that have a relationship with God, then we know that we are more than a conqueror. Yes. Isn't that awesome? You need to know that I am more than a conqueror. That's no credit to me. It's all credit to the one that lives inside of me because I perpetually give him freedom to do whatever he needs to do. And he knows exactly what to do and when to do it. My glorious Lord. Hallelujah. He never leave you. He never forsake you. You can ignore him. You can just play a game, a mind game with him. It's all in the mind. You have all the truth, all the revelation in the mind. 
but very little of it flowing out. And the days are yet to get worse. Horrible thing to think of, horrible thing to say. But I want to encourage you. Um, yes, I thought, I thought it's gone. But let me let me take you. Of course, our time is is gone to um, Ephesians two and verse eight because I believe it really begins with this truth. And Ephesians two, verse eight says this: For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of works, it is the gift of God. We need to get hold of that. Let's read it again. For by grace are you saved through faith. How are we, you know, there's going to, never going to be a greater miracle in your life or mine than the miracle that's already taken place if you are born again. The old man died and the new man moved in <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah i'm god indwelt and so are you if you're born again believer by the holy ghost hallelujah i'm alive in the holy ghost he enables me to breathe he enables me to think he he, he speaks to me with about the things of god the things that my carnal mind couldn't even begin to think about or be concerned about but the spirit of the lord speaks to you and me, speaks with us, fellowships with us. You're reading the scriptures and suddenly something which is read over time and time again in your readings, the Spirit of the Lord speaks to you, just lights it up, brings home to you a truth that you need to have. This world's not our home. It's not my home. Is it yours? I tell you, I'm just passing through. I am just passing through. I'm serious. That's not, it's a phrase which I've just spoken to you, uh, but it's also a truth. I'm on planet Earth. I've got a job to do here, just as you have. I am here and you are here, the Bible says, for such a time as this. We're here on purpose. We're here by purpose. It's God's purpose. Hallelujah. God would understand this if you did this. Do you know what that means? None of you know what it means. Well, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. Anyone knows what it means? Pardon? Well done, me. Absolutely. This world's not my home. I'm just passing through. And I didn't have to do a thing about it, but invite the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords into my life. Yes, yes, I've started to talk about Ephesians 2 and 8. It begins there. For by grace are you saved through faith. Listen to it. By grace. By grace. Through faith can't operate without the grace of God first. True faith can't operate without God's grace touching our life. Once the grace of God touches your life, you'll never be the same again. You'll never be the same again. No, you're not. Once grace, God's grace touches your life, he starts to work on us from the inside out. 
We become true new creation people. What makes a difference? Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's what makes a difference. Why am I talking this way? I'm talking this way because I believe that we're living in times which are only going to increase in intensity, which will cause even the church or people within the church, and that's what I mean when I say the church, to fear and tremble. We've got to get a relationship with God where we know our anchor will hold. Hallelujah. It's not trying to get information up here. It's getting information from here to flow through here. Do you hear what I'm saying? Not from here. From here through here. Because God's touching our lives. We'll never ever be the same again. And I am closing, but I want to stress again how I sense so strongly that these days are only going to increase. They're only going to increase. We are on a journey to a final conclusion. And uh, God's got it all planned. What I want to tell you, we can grab hold of the psalmist's words, and we should do, we should walk by them. They should automatically and be permanently part of us. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. We need to be living and walking in that relationship with God. It doesn't got to be a ritualistic thing. It's got to be a deposit that's in us. Glory to God. Yeah. I want to encourage you to pray for one another. Pray for your family. Pray for one another. Pray for this church. We're entering into days where the challenge is going to come great. And the first thing that will come to many people's lips will be a cry of fear. Fear. What we're going to do? Fear. But you know, now I'll close with this. If you're a born again Christian here today, you should be very thankful to the Lord that He has you here today. Of course, He He knows that you're well able for this. He knows that you're well able for it. If you weren't born again, that would be a different thing. And if there's anyone here that I, I'm not aware of that's not born again, you need to come and talk with me later that you may give your life to Christ, that Christ may come and live with inside of you, be the very hope of life itself and the glory and the future, that you become a new creation in Christ Jesus because it's that new creation man in us that doesn't fear, doesn't have to fear. For greater is he that's in me then he that's in the world, so why should I fear? If I'm not saved, I can understand people having fear. But I'm indwelt by the greatest. Hallelujah. And I believe him. And I believe this word. And I thank you, Father, that we can stand tall and strong. You know, I am convinced that many Christians don't stand up against the enemy, against spiritual circumstances, uh, 
simply because they feel they can't handle it. You don't have to handle it. You just have to be that instrument that knows that they're born again, knows that they're indwelt by the Holy Ghost and able to stand and having stood, still stand. I will not be moved. This will not change me. Praise God, these circumstances may come. They may not come, but I am who God says I am. I have what he says I have. I can do what he says I can do. No, I am closing. But if you this morning have only heard me talk about the fact that things are going to get worse, that's all you've heard me, that's what the deposit is, that's the main thought you go away with, you've missed what I've been saying. What I've been saying is this, as a born-again believer, you need to know that you're born again. Because unless you understand that you are truly born again, it wasn't just that you put your hand up and the merit is yours, or you knelt on the floor and, and as I did and said, Lord, forgive me, come into my life as my savior. But the merit was mine. The merit's all his. God so loved me. God so loves the world that he gave that whosoever, he won't make anybody. He won't make anybody call upon him. If they have no desire to call upon him, they don't trust him, they don't have any faith in him. They that call upon the name of the Lord shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I want to urge you to talk to God more about your lifestyle, your Christian lifestyle, your responses, the way you function. And the biggest thing I want to ask you to do is cast down every thought and every imagination that enters into this. Never even utter it forth from your mouth. Take it and check it out against this word. Is that God or your biggest enemy that put that into your thinking? Fear has torment. One of the best ways you can know whether you're hearing the voice of the devil is when, as a believer, torment comes your way. Because there is no fear in the believer. But fear, when it comes, torments someone. But for me, well, I know this, greater. I want to tell you, the, the guy that's in the world, you know him that's in the world, that's doing all the bad stuff? He's kept very busy, isn't he? And he's got a lot, 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 a lot of people following him. And he's got to feed all this junk to all of them and release them to do this, that, and the other. But I want to tell you this, greater is he that's within me than he that's out there in the world, the devil himself. Greater, greater. You don't have to feel it. You have to know it. You have to believe it. You say, you might be saying to yourself or whispering over as, as uh, what's the name is, to, to Ali and saying, my, what a relationship he's got with them. I'm kidding. But you've got to have a relationship with God for that. 
It's an act of faith. You say it because the Word of God declares it, not because you feel it or can justify it. That's why you say it. Praise God. Why do you think I'd be making statements that I would make anyway? I would make them this evening. Because they're statements of faith. I live by faith. I walk by faith and not by sight. You're not going to find me buckle up in a big pile on, on the ground because something terrible comes my way and tells me about it. Yeah, it hurts. Yes, it'll be painful. Yeah, it'll be struggling. Yes, this thing will want to tick over as well. But faith, I've got a savior. And somewhere in here, I've got the antidote. And we need to know that. We need to know it. We're living in those sort of days, church. That's all I'm saying to you. We're living in those sort of days. I think church has got to stop if they have been playing church. Playing church, pastor, what does that mean? Oh, just coming to church to meet each other, to sing some nice songs and to speak a few smart truths. Well, uh, I think God's called to us for, to, to do far more than that. The church is an anointed company of people full of the Holy Ghost that's overflowing with the love of God as a sharp two-edged sword within their hand by which they're able to come against every work of the devil and bring it to naught. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about the you's and the me's. What is our priorities? Is that how we come to church? Or do we come to see how many were out? Or was he out, her out? Oh, we weren't there again. Well, what does the pastor have to say today? <laughs> may sound a bit facetious, but it's the only way I sensed I could get a point across, or I'd need to get across. We're the church, church. We're the expression of Christ's body on earth and in Bangor right now. That's who we are. It's not just a loose affiliation of one another. Take it or leave it. Why are you in this place? You came? God planted you. God planted you. I don't care what you want to say about that. Pastor, if only you knew. I'm here still today because of my wife or because of my husband. I wouldn't be here if it were rubbish. You're here because of God. You're here because, I'm here because of God. Do you ever, my wife's sitting there, do you ever think for a minute that this man had any concept of being or doing the things I've been doing tonight, today, in the past period of time? Never, ever. Never, ever. Nor did I want to. Nor did I have an inclination to. And the first problem I had was, how do you do it? How do you do? How do you do that work that I'm doing today? How do you do it? I've got the. I can tell you the answer today. Did you, would you like to know the answer? It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. You see, most everything I do in the ministry, I'm not a smart guy. I haven't planned it, I haven't written it out, or whatever. There's one place it comes from, out of here. Out of here, Spirit of the Lord inside of me. He is my life, he's your life too. 
It's he that speaks to me. It's he that speaks through me. Let me let, if I haven't done this before, let me drop you into a little thing. By the way, do something with me. Humor me. We're closing in the next five minutes or less. Stand with me, would you? Oh, you've been doing a lot of work this morning. You're so tired. I saw the way you got off those chairs. Hold your Bibles high with me, will you? Say it loud after me. We haven't said it for a while. This is my Bible. That was a starter. I mean loud. This is my Bible. I believe what it says. I believe I am who it says I am. I believe I have what it says I have. And I believe, and I, believe I can do what it says I can do. And now, because I've received the word of the Lord today, I leave this place with a fresh revelation that greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. And that I can do all things, and that I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I sure was going to say some more, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to let you go. If I can help anybody because of anything that's been said this morning, please come and let's fellowship together about it. Again, my objective this morning is to be able somehow to communicate to you times in which we're living. Uh, stay close to God. Read his word. Read his word. Don't say, well, I, 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 I've read so many chapters or I've read the whole Bible. Read his word. How many of you? Oh, let's see. How many? Tomorrow is Monday, isn't it? How many of you, three months ago tomorrow, Three months ago tomorrow, got it? Have you assimilated that? Um, had a meal, real good Sunday lunch. Three months ago tomorrow, how many of you did that? And you haven't had a bite since? Hmm? I don't think many of you be here this morning. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hmm? This is your daily bread. This is. You can open it anywhere and read it. God will speak to you. You'd be wiser to be systematic in your reading of it, but get reading it. I'm deadly serious. You know, when I stand up here, whether I'm humorous or otherwise, I have one commission, and that is to preach the word, to share the truth. To listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, to try and communicate that to you, because that is what God's saying to us. And He builds on that through our journey of life. So, I want to encourage you to get hold of this book and enjoy the journey, feed on it. Lord, we say thank you today for your presence with us. We thank you for the ability to be able to, by faith, respond to your word, for we have made a decision. It's Christ for us. 
it's Christ for us. Hallelujah. We've settled it, Lord. It's Jesus only. Jesus is alive. He is Lord of all. He is my Savior. He is my Lord. He is my deliverer. He is my keeper. He is my provider. He is my protector. He is my all in all. Father, we say thank you for that. And as day follows day, no matter how the future continues to unfold, we say thank you that round about us and underneath us are your everlasting arms, that we are kept by your power, and Lord, that you are faithful that promised. And so today, Lord, continue to have your way, not only in our lives, but through our lives that we'll be encouragers of the saints, that we'll be rescuers of the, the unsaved, that, Lord, they'll come out of bondage and darkness into the glorious revelation of your light and truth in the name of Jesus. That, Lord God, that we will become on fire for you. Lord, it will be as there's a, 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 a fire that's shut up in our bones and it's trying to get out of every pore of our physical body. Father, to that end, be exalted, be extolled wherever we are and glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, have a good rest of the day and uh, be blessed and safe in what you're doing and enjoy your bank holiday. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.com or find us on Facebook.